On January 31st, Mickey will be leaving. So long. Sleeping Beauty will go back to sleep. <laughs> and Mowgli will go back to the jungle. I want to stay here with you. Goodbye. Because on January 31st, Disney will stop selling the Jungle Book, Sleeping Beauty, and Fun and Fancy Free. So before they go back into the Disney vault for years to come, hurry. <laughs> hurry. Don't miss your chance to own these magical Disney videos before they disappear. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at ICSativaPod. You can also find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Public, TuneIn, Stitcher, and the Google Play Music Store. Please rate and review us on iTunes, as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this project in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash Podcast slash support. You can also support me on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash podcast. You can support this podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you are feeling extra generous. Howdy y'all, Dan Scotland here joining you from Legal Grass, Massachusetts, the heartland of America. So, um, I don't have episodes... I mean, besides the um, sort of talking smack episodes, which I sort of discontinued, and some out-of-date episodes that um, that um, no longer apply, I don't I don't release episodes and then put them in the vault or whatever, like like Disney does. But I do have a vault where I have unreleased episodes, and this is one of those episodes. So this is from the archives. Um, this is um, twenty seventeen. Um, the 2017 uh, cannabis conference that I attended. This, let me give me one moment. So this is archive audio from the 2017 Boston Cannabis World Congress and Business Exposition. So, um, so this is from the vault. Um, I'll probably be dropping more things from the vault you know as i feel like doing so but um i i do have a couple of these clips i'm sitting on um this sadly wasn't the entire um panel but it was a good 25 minutes of it it's about cannabis and um cancer and and, and cannabinoids for illnesses um forgot the exact name of the panel but um i hope you guys get a lot out of this and without further ado let's get to it breast cancer cells, put them into a petri dish, adding CBD, and watching that CBD causes a programmed cell death, or what's called cellular apoptosis. 
And it's very interesting to see that CBD effect is really because of this gene switching mechanism. It's able to switch off the defective ID1 gene, which is responsible for the metastasis of uh, cancer. So um, again, just very early stage tissue culture, petri dish models that this could be proven out in human subjects. My gosh, we're really going to have a tremendous uh, application for the therapeutic use of CBD here. Um, other research by Dr. Robert McCallop at University of South Carolina regarding leukemia cells. Similarly, he's put leukemia cells into a petri dish, adding CBD, and watching again as CBD is causing this programmed cell death or cellular apoptosis. Uh, Dr. McCallop's work really focuses more on the enzymatic pathways that CBD is able to activate, and thus all of a sudden the body's starting to be able to recognize these harmful invader cells as actual pathogens and then start the body's natural uh, defense mechanisms to start to clean it up. So again, some very early stage research, but nonetheless showing some great benefit. Of course, we believe that a lot of the body's errors of metabolism uh, really are the root cause of cancer. And by changing the body's metabolic processes, the way CBD is able to, certainly this has got some fantastic opportunities for future research. Um, also, in terms of Alzheimer's, uh, I did mention this study earlier about uh, Stanford University showing the onset of Alzheimer's dementia brought about by an endogenous cannabinoid deficiency, but also some great research by Dr. David Schubert out of the Salk Institute in uh, San Diego, California. So Dr. Schubert's work basically shows that uh, cannabinoids not only help reduce inflammation in the brain, but also the buildup of a toxic protein called beta amyloid. Beta amyloid basically is the hallmark or the characteristic of Alzheimer's disease. And it's interesting to note that beta amyloid's cousin protein, also a very toxic protein that is now implicated in CTE. Uh, it's something that uh, we believe an answer not only for Alzheimer's, but also uh, this traumatic head injury in CTE can be attained through uh, cannabis-based medicines. Anyway, we do have some links to some of these studies, those of you who are so interested. Now, um, looking at the biosynthesis of these plant uh, cannabinoids, it's very interesting to see that the first cannabinoid that the cannabis plant that develops is actually CBG or cannabigerol in its acid form, or what's called CBD uh, or CBGA. And uh, this CBGA can actually be decarboxylated, turned over to CBG, which is a new up-and-coming cannabinoid. I think over the next few years, you'll hear quite a lot more about uh, CBG, cannabigerol, some very interesting uh, potential effects being researched. But uh, as the plant matures, it can either develop uh, CBD or THC or combinations uh, thereof. Uh, generally, uh, the initial... Uh, <coughs> development of these uh, cannabinoids would be in the acid form and uh, thus uh, the people with uh, say a, a cannabis joint for example will uh, smoke it and this heats it a little bit and this converts the THCA over into THC a process called decarboxylation and similarly we can take CBDA decarboxylate turn it over into uh, CBD so uh, interesting this biosynthesis 
synthesis and the pathways phytocannabin. Here again, we just have picture description for those of you in analytical chemistry would understand this a little bit more than the rest of us, but certainly uh, interesting to note that the U.S. government holds a patent, number 6630507, titled Cannabinoids as Antioxidants and Neuroprotectants. Now, uh, of course, on the law enforcement side of the government, we consider cannabis and uh, marijuana to be a Schedule one or Schedule one federally controlled substance with no medicinal use. But on the research side of the government, nothing could be further from the truth. And uh, this patent, uh, the research actually was started in 1999 by a team that included Nobel Prize winning laureate Dr. Julius Axelrod. The patent was awarded in October of 2003, titled Cannabinoids as Antioxidants and Neuroprotectants. And uh, here we see a wide range of potential applications listed in this uh, U.S. government uh, patent. And uh, particularly uh, interest is the uh, little footnote in the abstract here showing that non-psychoactive cannabinoids such as cannabidiol are a little bit more preferable to use by the research community because you can give much larger doses without the toxic side effects. So myself, personally, I'm a little bit sensitive to THC, you know, three to five milligrams of THC, and I'd be asleep right here on the couch for probably the next, you know, eight, 10, 12 hours, that sort of thing. But, you know, this morning I took 50 milligrams of CBD, and I'm uh, doing fine. I'm up here lecturing and all the rest. So uh, certainly uh, this shows the potential application here. But uh, really a, a wide range of therapeutic uh, indications here. Of course, your neuroprotective side, you see benefit for your neurological disease. We're obviously seeing this with children with epileptic seizure disorders, but potential benefits for Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's, multiple sclerosis, PTSD, etc. cetera. Uh, but also on the anti-inflammatory side, and um, uh, what we relate to as metabolic syndrome patients, we really see a tremendous uh, benefit for uh, these patients, uh, which are your heart disease, your cardiovascular risk, your diabetes, rheumatoid arthritis, and even certain types of cancer, we believe, are areas of human body's metabolic processes. So uh, certainly this uh, patent and its uh, research has a tremendous, far-reaching, profound implications, which we think are going to keep the uh, science and research community busy for the next couple of hundred years. <clears throat> well, let's go here now. Um, it's uh, interesting uh, here to see that uh, some of the uh, medical markers uh, that uh, doctor, we usually go into the doctor, we have blood tests and the rest. And many of the doctors look for inflammatory markers. And those of you in the medical community, just to mention this, we see uh, very elevated scores in many patients for something called interleukin-2, interleukin-6, uh, things such as C-reactive protein, tumor necrosis factor, also P-tau protein is one. And uh, uh, certainly with patients who are on, let's say, 6, 8, 10, 12 weeks of CBD or cannabis-based therapies, these markers all seem to come back down into a much more normal range. And a couple of other markers to note, the A1C marker, which basically uh, you go in and have a blood test. If you have this elevated A1C level, you're generally going to be uh, you know, considered a diabetic or at least pre-diabetic. Uh, we've seen some very interesting reduction in this 
particular marker without people changing their diet or lifestyle, just taking 50 milligrams of CBD on a daily basis. And we've actually had some diabetic patients be able to wean themselves off of insulin because of their use of CBD. Um, a marker that kind of uh, distinguishes uh, what's called rheumatoid arthritis, the what are called the ESR scores, your erythrocyte sedimentation rate scores, uh, also have come down uh, very nicely with uh, patients who regularly take uh, cannabis and cannabinoid-based uh, products. So uh, certainly this is something we're uh, very excited about. Uh, we really think that there's some great uh, answers here for the overall inflammatory situation in the community. And of course, uh, neurologically, we see some uh, tremendous benefit here. CBD basically is showing to be the only uh, cannabinoid to produce this concept of neurogenesis, so the regeneration or generation of new healthy brain cells, nerve, neural pathways. We have links to uh, some of the studies in here, and certainly uh, this is going to have a tremendous impact on the future of neurological medicine. Where CBD is basically shown here uh, that its interaction at uh, what's called PPAR gamma. This is a, a particular uh, type of protein uh, that uh, helps the body to uh, transcribe DNA and RNA. It's really kind of involved in the stem cell activity, uh, but CBD seems to stimulate this uh, hippocampal neurogenesis. Certainly for those involved in the research committee, we think this has got some great implication. Now, in terms of uh, epilepsy, of course, uh, anecdotal stories uh, we just see through uh, people throughout the U.S. utilizing uh, CBD. It's helping to reduce the seizure disorders. Uh, we're working on developing an actual uh, mechanism of action here, but uh, certainly it's uh, quite exciting to see that not only a pharmaceutical group uh, researching that here in the U.S., but the natural botanical product also having great uh, success. And we've had some clinical study and research with some of our products down in the Mexico markets, and I'll be uh, describing that here in another uh, couple of slides. We're certainly looking very much forward to further research here, just showing that uh, CBD has these uh, tremendous effects in terms of helping folks. Uh, this year, uh, more for the medical people, just an overview of the GW Pharmaceuticals uh, epilepsy study, their uh, protocol and the rest. Uh, uh, this here is uh, young gal from Mexico, uh, Emily Zo, who's had a great bit of success using our products and just a very small amount of CBD compared to what uh, pharmaceutical group is uh, showing. So this is actually one of our studies in Mexico, this Dr. Uh, Saul Garza and his uh, research on our um, RSHOX product. And on the uh, right side of the screen, the dark side, I put uh, Dr. Oren Davinsky and his uh, research on the pharmaceutical grade of uh, CBD. And I think the first thing to note is the dosing that uh, they're giving between 25 and 50 milligrams of CBD per kilogram of body weight to these young children. So many of these children, four or five 600 milligrams of CBD on a daily basis. And you can see on our side here, far uh, less, far lower dosing, uh, 25, 50 milligrams per day. And certainly uh, the pharmaceutical side showing a very nice reduction in motor seizures, 36.5%. But uh, Dr. Garza's study showing a far more uh, significant 86% reduction in overall uh, motor seizures. And certainly uh, nice to see that a good percentage, 17% of the children's studies in our 
um, botanical product uh, were fully seizure-free after the uh, study was over. Uh, also interesting to note here, uh, the quality of life improvements, uh, certainly things such as improved mood, cognition, etc. that uh, seems to happen with the botanical side. And then looking at the negative side, your negative consequences, your side effects, uh, certainly about 30% of the children on the pharmaceutical side showing serious adverse effects. Uh, we you know, just have not seen any of this on the natural botanical side. So I think a good case could be made for the uh, natural botanical product. And then uh, the next couple of slides here, we had a, a second group, uh, Dr. Aguirre, and uh, his study on our uh, products, again, giving a much lower dose. But it's interesting to note that the quality of life improvements over here, uh, some very significant numbers. And uh, this is leading us into looking at uh, studies for autism because, of course, many of these children are experiencing all these developmental characteristics. They're not social. They're very aggressive with their behavior. And all of a sudden, children on the natural botanical CBD, all of a sudden, they start to interact with their siblings and uh, start to see some uh, wonderful uh, quality of life improvements that uh, we, you know, we really don't necessarily see so much on the, the pharmaceutical side. So, uh, again, just to give a a little comparison where uh, we're going with all this, but uh, certainly I think it's uh, very newsworthy information for uh, people. And um, I think another uh, slide here that's kind of telling is uh, before and after. If you can look at these EEG readings, you can see some of the uh, before uh, CBD. You know, your EEG is very random, very scattered. A lot of you know what you might call mood swings and all the rest. And all of a sudden, after CBD, things uh, smoothing out uh, quite significantly. Um, obviously. If you're a trained neurologist, you can read this a little bit better than uh, the rest of us. But I think uh, even for the lay person here, we can just see some of the uh, benefits showing on these uh, EEG readings. And it's also interesting to note, as I mentioned earlier, many parents, you know, put a drop of CBD oil under the tongue, the child right in the middle of a seizure disorder, and all of a sudden the seizure comes to a and stops. Um, I did mention uh, Dr. Schubert's uh, study earlier about how cannabinoids uh, dissolve uh, brain plaques. And, uh, certainly this is uh, very exciting research uh, that, uh, uh, you know, obviously uh, Alzheimer's a very uh, significant uh, disease condition here in the U.S. And certainly, uh, you know, it's going to expect it to triple in the next uh, 50 years. And hopefully we can find some amazing uh, answers here with uh, cannabis-based uh, medicines. But uh, certainly Dr. Schubert's uh, research showing that can uh, cannabinoids affect both inflammation as the, uh, in the brain as well as the uh, decreasing the accumulation of beta amyloid uh, certainly uh, bodes very well for uh, the future of cannabis-based uh, medicines. Then looking further at this uh, situation, if you look at uh, beta amyloid's cousin, the tau protein, uh, Dr. Ann McKee at Boston University, uh, currently she's uh, examined 111 brains of ex-NFL football players, and 110 of them have exhibited evidence of CTE. And uh, so certainly this is becoming the industrial disease of the National Football League. Uh, we see many people who play college football who have not actually gone on played professional football, yet they're also experiencing, as they get into their 40s and 50s, evidence of this 
CTE situation, and certainly uh, we'd like to think that uh, cannabis is going to have some uh, nice answers here. A um, couple of slides that I mentioned earlier, the Stanford University study, and just here you have some brain images where you can see what an Alzheimer's brain looks like versus a normal brain. And certainly uh, we're very excited about the fact that being able to take you know things on the right side of the screen and move them back over to the more normal left side of the screen, bringing things back to normal situation would be a tremendous advent for us. A harder work at some of the research to be able to go ahead and prove this out, but uh, nonetheless, these are very telling uh, pictures, and this uh, particular story is just uh, something we're uh, quite excited about. Uh, as I mentioned later this afternoon, our pharmaceutical development partners uh, will be here, Dean Pitcanis uh, from Canada Life Sciences, again with two license agreements from our NIH to commercialize the U.S. government's uh, 6630507 patent, and of course CTE, one of those issues. Uh, Dr. George Anastasov will also be here, our uh, CEO of Axum Biotechnologies. Uh, this is a publicly traded company, ticker symbol AXIM. Uh, for those of you in the investing arena, uh, certainly uh, we saw GW Pharmaceuticals, uh, which is a, a cannabis-based uh, company that uh, had started and originated over in Great Britain and uh, London going back to uh, 1996-1998 uh, came public in the U.S. in uh, uh, 2014, May of 2014, at $10 a share. Um, over the past year or so, GW Pharmaceuticals traded as high as $140, currently uh, trading about 110 or so. So this has been a tremendous uh, uh, opportunity for investors, and similarly, uh, we believe some of these up-and-coming pharma companies will create uh, many interesting investment opportunities opportunities. Uh, Axum Biotech, we're very excited about uh, their future and uh, the opportunity to meet and uh, you know have some interaction with Dr. Anastasov I think would be fabulous. Uh, for those of you interested in the science here, certainly there's great uh, benefit. I mean, I've had these uh, presentations before a good group of medical doctors. I have a huge number of slides and other um, topics that we won't have time to really cover today, but I just wanted to get you through some of the very basics, get us all up to speed, if you will, with uh, cannabis-based medicines, some of the uh, potential uh, future benefit for individuals. Uh, I know we're kind of getting near the end of the presentation. I think there may have been one uh, individual here, maybe a couple others that have questions. I'll try to take questions as best we can before we have to close and wrap up. Up. If anyone uh, has anything to add, ma'am, I think you might have had a question. Uh, hemp, the, oh, hemp was one of the number one crops that farmers use for livestock, judge of all livestock, and was mulched into all the soil prior to it being outlawed. So it was in our food supply heavily. And when you're talking about deficiencies, we're probably working right now, maybe on the fourth generation, third generation, and we're seeing all these deficiencies, all these diseases that were not there prior to this going into love. So I would think that would be a real red light siren call that that was in our food supply for that many years. 
For sure it was. It's uh, so interesting to note that our livestock used to eat uh, hemp, and of course um, they were getting cannabinoids, and then of course they would eat chicken, fish, cattle, etc. And we would have you know, a much higher level of endogenous cannabinoids just from our food and our natural uh, foods. Of course, you know, hemp seed being removed from our diets, unfortunately. It's also uh, similarly at the end of World War II been removed from the Japanese, and they used to be the big suppliers of hemp to the U.S. Uh, going back before World War II. It's so interesting that uh, Japanese, there was never any dementia or anything like that uh, going uh, you know, on in, in the country. And all of a sudden, now it's been a couple of generations, and all of a sudden you're starting to see you know, four to seven million Japanese with this early onset Alzheimer's dementia situation. So yeah, it's really uh, quite a problem. Well, I think uh, unfortunately it's about uh, time to stop, according to our moderator in the back. I uh, certainly apologize. We weren't able to get to all the uh, questions, but I think there is a breakout room. I can maybe spend a few extra minutes with anyone who If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are a few ways that you can do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting and equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash IC Sativa podcast. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. Additionally, if you wish to get in contact with us, you can leave a voice message on Anchor. You can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and I may just play it on a future episode. You can also call and leave a voicemail at 617-466-9389. That is 617-466-9389 and I may just play it on a future episode. Feel free to try Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp-based products. You can check them out by hitting the link https colon slash slash bit dot ly slash three three four k r v nine and you can enter the following codes dogtree 20 tincture 20 40 percent off iso 15 percent off cbd entire store and you can also get inexpensive cbd flour directly to your door quickly and cheaply in new england and the rest of the united states by going to https colon slash slash shop dot boston empire dot com slash question mark ref equals d scotland and my email to contact me is i am cannabis sativa at gmail.com and as always stay medicated my friends peace